3: Greetings and welcome in. It is hour four of the program here, at Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. Rich Ornberger in for Jason Smith tonight, played in the league. He's the Penn State alum. I still need you to sign one of those cards that I have of you, Richie. Uh, And then, of course, 760 uh, down in San Diego each and every morning. How you feeling, buddy? It's been a long day for you. Chasing kids, doing a lot of radio, uh, scalding meat with your uh, (laughs) blowtorch.
4: Yeah. The flamethrower, by the way, is the most effective and efficient way to get a nice char on a tri-tip. So that recent experiment... Paid off in a big way, um, you, but you yeah. had
3: safety goggles on. I mean, you did everything by the book. Here's gloves, your safety
4: goggles. It was good. Yeah, no, I'll admit, I felt, I felt, uh, I felt like we took every single safety parameter except we did it in the station, the radio station's parking lot, which we, we. Ask for forgiveness, not for for permission. Oh, always. Yeah, that's the way we operate. Um, It worked out, though. And, uh, yeah, as far as how I'm holding up today, I'm feeling great. I could go another four hours if you need it, big guy. All right, Ben Maller gets the night off here. No,
3: just kidding. Yeah, Ben will be up in about uh, 58 minutes on these Fox Sports radio uh, networks. I know they're working towards the Bennys, so he's got to continue to promote oh. and get in there and sell, sell, sell. We haven't figured out a way to get ourselves into a category yet, Rich. You and I need to uh, work on that and conspire uh, for future iterations of the award show because, you know, I, I, I got some anger I need to take out on a stage somewhere. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the tire Rack. Com studios, How about that? TireRack.com. will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Pleased to have you with us. Thank you for being part of the extended family. Wherever and however you're listening, uh, it is not something we take lightly. Uh, a great uh, honor. To try to entertain, inform, enrage, engage, uh, infuriate, and maybe let you laugh a little bit and get away from the pressures, you know, of real real life, and, and get into the world of sport. But sometimes the two cross, and well, today with the application of franchise tags, some of those uh, hand-wringing discussions. That, that occur in the NFL have to do uh, here once again as related to the tag the non-fran- non-exclusive franchise tag being applied to Lamar Jackson Rich while we see Daniel Jones and his payday and people saying which one of these things uh, makes sense which does not from J.J. Watt through a litany of current and f- now uh, he's now a former player although he hasn't filed papers yet but you just keep going down the line uh, you start seeing the word collusion non-provable collusion start to come up and this is not the first time that we've seen that with the league we do that uh, well with a lot of investigations go back to was Colin Kaepernick kept out of the league was Terrell Owens at the end of his run when he had an almost 1,000-yard season with the Bengals. Was he kept out of the league, et cetera, uh, and, and go on down the line. So uh, one of those big days for the league because a lot of money changing hands and the news cycle winning the day over anything going on with the NCAA basketball, uh, conference tournaments, over-the-world baseball, Classic. sorry, JP, uh, and, and everything else, even all the NBA, good, bad news. Ugly uh, around the league. This is that what captivated everybody's minds. What's going to happen in the quarterback shuffle?
4: Yeah, I, I'm. I, I know. Look, we're ill-equipped to talk about you know some of the ravages uh, that are left over from the history in this com- in this country from a, a racial standpoint. You know, I mean, there have been people whose ancestors have been through a lot, and there's been people in this country have been subjected to a lot and a lot of things that i'm unfamiliar with as you know a white middle-aged man yeah i'm 37 i grew up white 37 yeah yeah and uh i I can't change my stripes just like anybody else right it's Mm -hmm. it's who i am it's who i am to my bones and I, you know, wh- whatever that means for me, I, I know it means something different for other people based on their racial experience in this country. But I, yeah, a lot of people who I respect a great deal um, in this space uh, who are people of color have come out and have talked about how Daniel Jones is receiving more money in salary this year than Lamar Jackson. Daniel Jones was a heartbeat away from being franchise tag too like i you know i mean the 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 reality here is daniel jones probably wasn't driving as hard of a bargain as lamar jackson lamar jackson wanted more money i mean reportedly wanted more money than daniel jones ended up signing for so it's it's these two things aren't the same and i don't think that the the line of delineation is race I I think the reality here is Lamar Jackson knows how valuable he is. He knows what value he brings to the Ravens. And he's trying to squeeze every last dollar out of them he possibly could, all the way up until zero hour when they non exclusive franchise tagged him. And the Ravens are trying to get him for a bargain. And he says, no. He says, I don't want to sign for a bargain because if he signed for what Daniel Jones just signed for, guess what? That's a bargain. It really, it really, really is because he's worth more. I think we could all agree the guy when healthy is one of the most elite quarterbacks, most electrifying athletes in the NFL today. So I don't think this is a racial issue. I don't think that this is Daniel Jones is white and Lamar Jackson's black. And that's the reason why Lamar Jackson is getting paid less than him this season. It's a franchise tag. And Lamar Jackson was trying to exert his leverage to improve his value. And you know what? Congratulations to him. Because there are so many people in this league who take less than what they're actually valued for. And they never bet on themselves. And I bet at some point, maybe maybe it's not during their career, but maybe sometime after. Or maybe it's based on a conversation they have at, at, at some point in the locker room or over lunch with somebody where they go, hey, you know what, you kind of got screwed on that deal back then, huh? And then that that rolls over in their head and they, they start to have those regrets. If there's one thing I would advise to Lamar Jackson, it would be to get an agent. If there's one thing that I hope he does at some point, it's to get an agent. But in terms of like the gamble he's taken, nothing but respect because it takes some onions, man. And 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 again, going back to the original point I was making, I, I see the commentary. I just don't agree with it. I don't think this is a race thing. I think this is a Lamar Jackson hearing the hearing the the contract um offers and saying yeah, you're going to have to rip that up and make that number much higher and much more guaranteed. Otherwise, I'm not signing anything here, just like my buddy did out there in Cleveland when he signed his contract. So you handle that, and if you don't, um, then you can tag me, and, and hopefully I get traded, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing for me is when you pull it back and those that
3: are going to inject race into it – that that's your prerogative have at it uh i come from it uh, like, as you so eloquently put it from my perspective and adding a little bit of, of business training into it and whatever and you're, you're going into negotiations and you're trying to hold a hard line uh as i said when when we talked with J.R. Tolver in, in the first hour I, I think to some degree you know the the ravens did lamar a favor Right? They couldn't come to an agreement where they both had the same value. And we have to always remember, you're not getting paid for what you did. So anybody keep telling me, hey, he's already won an MVP. That's a couple of years ago. Okay, he's, he's missed five games back-to-back years due to injury. This past year, there was a lot of speculation. Hey, the doctors are clearing him. He doesn't want to play. The contract's involved. I don't know what's right, what's wrong. Right, We heard many differing stories of how severe that knee injury was. But I'm never going to watch a guy that's played and thrown his body into the game as he has as such a tool for this team and the way they're built and suddenly question his toughness. That ain't going to happen, nor that he's going to be petty enough uh, about what's to come to ruin what's the now in terms of trying to win games. I I didn't buy any of that talk. But you're also looking, if you're Bashadi and – it just so happens he had the next guy up and was so adamant that he wasn't going to pay Deshaun Watson. That's where the collusion thing comes in because you've got all these teams that look at least on the surface that, well, he's a fit there, right? Wouldn't he make your team better? Perhaps a playoff contender? Why are you bowing out through your insiders or whatever? And Maybe you're not truly, but at least for the moment, it's, it raises some eyebrows. Well, he's very valuable in what the Ravens do and what that organization does. And that doesn't mean he can't go and excel and be all worldly somewhere else, Rich. But the probative value for him, in theory, is highest with where he's been. Now, do you need to get him better guys to throw the ball to? Yeah, we all recognize that. Hell, DeCosta and Rashad Bateman were going to come to blows if they were in the same room talking about it last week. So you're looking at a guy where you're trying to figure out, all right, how many brilliant years do you have left? And if you're going all in on a guaranteed contract, well, what does that do for the rest of your squad, your style? Do you have to adapt? You watched what happened with Russell Wilson when you got control there and wherever he is in his continuum. And I'm not saying Lamar's to to that point where we're wondering about viability, but we are wondering about health to a degree. Yeah. that you, you let them go into the market, come back with the offer, whatever that best offer is, and then the Ravens have five days to make a decision. I think they did them a favor instead of just slapping the traditional tag on.
4: I agree with you. Like, you know, <laughs> say Lamar Jackson says to the Baltimore Ravens, I know I'm worth more than this. And the Baltimore Ravens say, hey, look, Lamar, we know how you feel, but you have to understand, like, you're first of all you're you're under contract with us and that's why we're negotiating this whole situation and we're going to tag you if you don't accept our terms and and then we can have the conversation at some point here soon <clears throat> as to exactly what the market dictates your worth but we hate to break it to you but whoever is going to set that number on you they're going to do so with also while knowing that they're going to have to move a significant amount of draft assets yep. to get you. And so, I, I mean, you you really have to be way, way, way up somebody's board in terms of like, hey, we are one piece away from you know winning a Super Bowl and his name is Lamar Jackson and we will move heaven and earth to get him through the door right now, no questions asked. I mean, and if that situation doesn't present itself across the league, well, we're in a situation where you're going to earn much less than what we feel the market dictates for you this year, just so you get an opportunity to test the market. But that's as far as we're willing to go. And again, good for Lamar Jackson being willing to bet on himself. I hope it works out for him. I have no idea whether it will or not. And, again, everybody has their right to have their own opinion. So if you or or anybody believes this is about race, that's fine. You can have that conversation. You can have that opinion. And I'm willing to hear all of the reasons why you may think that is. But using Daniel Jones as the excuse – I, I that's where I just don't think it makes any sense because again this is a guy who was a heartbeat beat away from uh, a, a franchise tag himself. He accepted a far lesser deal than I'm sure was being offered by the Baltimore Ravens to Lamar Jackson. Well, and, Otherwise, and he would it, be Rich, paid higher. Yeah, that's a hundred percent right. It's like the
3: Giants didn't have an opportunity to offer Lamar Jackson a contract. Right, they had to make a decision on their guy. This this just applies to the other. Teams in the room that want to get the, the Ravens put whatever that cap is on what they were willing to write a check for yep. guaranteed money, how it was going to be spread out, whatever the sticking point was, that's where we, they reached an impasse. So comparing him to other deals, I get it. They're they're all quarterbacks, and we want to go read their box scores and their final stat lines. You can't do the simple one-to-one because they're not the same entity with the same valuation process and looking ahead into the crystal ball about the other contracts that they need to look into and consider in signing their quarterback.
4: Exactly. I, I mean, every everybody's – You know, Ledger is different. Everybody has their own salary cap issues. Everybody has their player personnel, you know, uh, uh, docket that they need to make sense of. And Lamar, the Baltimore Ravens only can worry about the Baltimore Ravens for right now. Well... All of a sudden the door opens where now they're going to be worrying about the other teams who are going to be calling on Lamar Jackson, and we'll see if he ends up getting moved, but we'll cross that bridge when you get there. They're there now, but days ago they weren't, and they were in active negotiations with Lamar Jackson where I promise you, if he took their highest bid, and we were talking about Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson receiving contracts separately, but together on, say, the same day, I promise you Lamar Jackson's would be higher. Like, that's, that's just what it is. He just right. happened to get franchise tagged because he happened to turn down the last and best offer from the Ravens.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: so welcome back in it's Fox Sports Radio Jason Smith show with me Mike Harmon live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio studios Jason off tonight still licking his wounds over the Knicks defeat he'll think better about taking another day off won't he Rich <laughs> Rich Ornberger <laughs> in his stead tonight exactly we cackled like madmen uh, and think about the next thing we can use a flamethrower on uh, to cook uh, right. may- maybe some oversized s'mores oh wait now that starts like the, well, a certain movie that came out this last year. I don't want to spoil it for folks that still haven't watched it. Available streaming and quite good, I might say. Uh, at Ornberger, where you find Rich on Twitter, find me over at Swollen Dome. it been a pleasure uh, with our guys Mark and Alex and, and Justin and Ilo over there in the update uh, desk that we'll, we'll talk to him in just a couple of minutes. But I want to get to the story that popped up out of Dallas talking about the change of voices in the locker room and in the play calling and offensive coordinator and all those play calling duties. Rich, Callan uh, Moore is no longer there. He's now headed up here to Los Angeles to work with the chargers and, and Justin Herbert and what the, the next iteration is. Uh, Keenan Allen's stats for days is the one thing that I'm sure of uh, going forward. Beyond that, uh, we'll see. Uh, Dak was asked uh, at a foundational meeting, the the annual Beacon of Hope Luncheon, uh, Grant Halliburton Foundation. Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News reporting, quote, Kellen's voice was great. Nussmeyer's voice was amazing. It's not like been coached by Mike he's always coached me that's not going to be new I can't say that's a proper statement talking about the change and everybody saying well now that Mike McCarthy is going to be the main voice that suddenly well everything's going to change and and spur on quote I'm a guy that's excited for what and what's next I know Mike's history and calling plays has had a lot of success so I'm excited for that and I know he's excited to get back into it So McCarthy said he expects about a third of the playbook to change, made clear in no uncertain terms he wants to run the ball more. You put the franchise tag on Pollard. You need to rework things with Ezekiel Elliott. But the philosophical difference, and then we look at Dak Prescott and folks pointing to his numbers, wondering about tipping points and value, particularly with all the quarterback contracts out there, Rich, that – we we look at Dak Prescott, and I think a lot of folks are wringing their hands and wondering, well, what is he at this point, and what's the ceiling?
4: Yeah, yeah, and that's understandable because, you know, for example, like a Lamar Jackson or a Daniel Jones, for a long time you're just rated on, you know, whether or not you can get a team to a playoff uh, appearance, you know, Uh, Joe Burrow probably has ascended those original expectations. Justin Herbert, though, is probably lumped in with DJ and Lamar. And, you know, at a certain point, though, and and for some, like a Burrow or for a Patrick Mahomes, for that matter, the expectations, they rise more steeply. And then it's about can you win big playoff games, you know, and then then you kind of graduate to that. And then it's about, hey, can you win championship games? We're talking about AFC or NFC championships and ultimately Super Bowls. Dak Prescott is still stuck in that first gear. He's still stuck in that first gear. Like, can Dak consistently get the Dallas Cowboys to the postseason? I mean, both based on his durability and also his ability. I mean, all of a sudden, the NFC East is no longer a walkover division. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have had their share of problems winning it anyways, but the Philadelphia Eagles don't look like they're going to be going through a great regression here. Uh, the New York Giants just locked up Daniel Jones long-term. We'll see how that pans out for them, but that means that they can add around them. They're not going to be chasing down a huge solution here at quarterback. So you look at this NFC East and you look at Dak and you say – is is he the answer long term for Dallas? And that's a question that they're going to have to be asking themselves in earnest here this season, and figuring out if at some point they want to move off of Zach, uh, Dak Prescott, or if at some point they want to um, extend Dak Prescott. Uh, but but I still kind of feel like he's stuck in that first gear. That hey, you know, can we consistently get to the postseason with Dak? I'm 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 not a hundred percent sure. I can answer that question right now.
3: From a personnel standpoint, you've got C.D. Lamb and you've got Dalton Schultz, who has a contract you need to attend to as well. You you had no discernible number two receiver. Dude played with a thumb injury. Look, once you're out there, we don't make excuses for it, but you're trying to find reasons to be optimistic going forward. But it, it's one of those, like a lot of organizations, we have very few in any of our leagues that we cover here, Rich, where I, I think we just say, you know what, they know what they're doing. There may be some missteps, miscalculations. Maybe a guy doesn't pan out. This doesn't work. But there are other guys that we see a picture. It's a word association. And if I hold up a picture of Jerry Jones, I usually scoff because I know something's going to go catastrophically wrong in the process. That he's going to get in the way of something. And in this case... You you went, and yes, you went, and Amari Cooper's off, and he's moved around a bunch since being there, and and we look at what you have as a roster, that you you went all in on Dak as a dollar guy, and you just assume that guys coming off huge injuries or never worse were going to suddenly become world beaters with him throwing the ball.
4: I will say this, though. The Dallas Cowboys have drafted insanely well. And a lot of their first rounders panned out and a lot of their um, lower round draft picks turn into pro bowlers. I mean, it's not every single year that they're hitting every single time, but their hit rate is pretty good in the draft. Like recent drafts have yielded them. Um, uh, obviously CeeDee Lamb you just mentioned, but Micah Parsons. And Micah, of course, sure. I mean, just incredible talent. Trevon Diggs, the corner who obviously – Go back to Vander Esch when he was healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Vanderesh out of Boise. That's another great example. I mean, they've drafted well. Uh, Tony Pollard obviously was a lower-round draft pick, or maybe was he undrafted? I can't remember at this point. But you get the point. Um, you, you go even back as far as five years – they've done a nice job replenishing at a a number of different positions. And so it's not out of the question that they can't go back into the draft, get Dak more help, but the, the question still remains. I mean, if we're going to say, hey, one of the big knocks against Lamar Jackson as he's negotiating for a fully guaranteed contract is his health. Well, then we have to say the same thing about yeah. Dak over the past, since he's, he's, I mean, since the the season prior to signing the Giant Extension, and then since, he has had injury troubles. And, I, I yeah, is it luck? Sure, it may be luck, but Tom Brady, he was virtually available for every single game, and there were no excuses made. It, it, even if he did have certain nagging injuries, a broken finger here, a sore shoulder, sore elbow, bad ribs, what have you, they found a way to win with him. It's not always the case with Dak, and oftentimes, and this is true with Lamar, and this is true with you know other quarterbacks around the league, Matthew Stafford this year. Um, you hear the excuse, well, he's banged up. Aaron Rodgers, for a good portion of the season, well, he's banged up. It's like yeah, and you know what? That really matters for certain quarterbacks, and for other quarterbacks, it doesn't seem to matter as much. Well, you got to go TB twelve. Yeah. Clean up the diet. Pliability. Get that.
3: Get start looking like um, the guy from the scream in terms of where your cheekbones are.
4: Avocado ice cream every night. Hundred percent. No question you can, about it. You know you can we we're can turn Vegas. back the clock too, Mike. I mean, we'll, we'll be growing. It, we'll be growing more hair. We'll, we'll be. Wow, well, uh, I, I could use that. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 not quite
3: uh, a barren field just yet, but uh, I don't know. I I, I can't plunk down. I've not gone Lego hair or, or, or bought any uh, of those uh, quick fix kind of things. Um, just use just, the spray paint. Yeah, that'll work. Because my, my <laughs> hair color goes uh, perfectly with the different shades they've got out there, too. You want me to shake some of that dust on my head, too, while I'm at it? Are you kidding me? But Here's you- the dirt we found in the corner. Put it on your head.
4: But, you know, yeah. It's, but it's so funny. It's like with certain quarterbacks, like we actually do that for their careers. We sprinkle the quick fix dust on top and we say, see, isn't that pretty? Doesn't that look all right? I, I think that there's a lot of that with Dak Prescott. I think a lot of people will make a lot of excuses for Dak because I will say this, and this I think is admirable and it's true. Dak Prescott can make some wow throws. He is insanely accurate. He is on certain games. And then there's other games, and we saw plenty of them this season, where he's the reason why the Dallas Cowboys lose. Like, you know, it, I get mm-hmm. it. Sometimes you're fighting against the tide and it overtakes you anyways. But there's a lot of games. There's a little bit of, like, Phillip Rivers in, mixed in with Dak Prescott where – you know there are occasions where they're down and instead of making it better and making some of the decisions that you need to make to kind of fight to stay in the game he's adding salt to the wound by throwing a late interception and it's like you know what we're down 7 there's still 8 minutes to play you can't throw that pick there because we're only having we're only going to have two series if we're lucky to finish out this game and now you've put us in a fourteen point hole potentially if they you know take it back the other way. It, it's just one of those things where it's a frustration of fans, it's a frustration of this organization. I'm very curious to see how they go with Dak, if they re extend him or if this is creeping to the end of the line between Dak and the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Yeah, there's been some talk of extensions, and we see where the money is, and people were wringing their hands. Look, I, I was one of them from a just from a, all right, is this your guy going forward? I, and mm-hmm. there, it's never about the dollar amount; it's the are you committing the years to this guy? And with Dak, I had questions, and at this point, to your, to what you just said, uh, and I think you really were just trying to take the air out of uh, Frostberg's balloon on Lakers are back night uh, <laughs> yeah. after their win by invoking Philip Rivers and gut-wrenching interceptions Uh, i should i think that's the best way to say it but a lot of intrigue certainly in the quarterback position makes the the world go around see how quickly he got past the uh coaching consternation and guys and how many weeks it took before people took jobs there now that all those seats are filled next quarterbacks uh and then eventually more combine review and seeing how high richardson jumps next week But we'll do all that in in due time as the draft approaches. Rich Ornberger in for Jason Smith at Ornberger, where you find him on Twitter. If you're up really early, like I will be, maybe you tune in 760 on your iHeartRadio app. i listen to his show down in San Diego for three
4: hours of merriment in the morning. I love it. Bar
3: Friday is coming.
4: Yeah, that's true. We are just we're counting the days. We are we are we are halfway there to Bar Car Friday. Gotta ha- ask if the bosses are paying attention with some of this
3: stunt you guys are pulling. But
1: good job by you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
5: Terms and conditions apply.
3: A tradition unlike any other. Oh, wait, that's a quote about another tradition unlike any other. Anyway, good good luck, Jim Nance. Uh, Mike Harmon alongside Rich Hornberger. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio. The Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. Jason will be back tomorrow night. We'll uh, blast him when uh, Captain Carson Wentz becomes a jet because that has to happen. Uh, and, of course, for the Knicks' <laughs> loss. See how we're trying to speak this in ex- existence, there, Rich.
4: Yeah, the the Carson Wentz thing is going to be hard for him to wear. I promise you that.
3: <laughs> All right, he'll oh, no wear it. Well, he, well,
4: he will he'll have to. Will uh, he buy a Wentz jersey? jersey? Like, will he actually go out and buy a Wentz? No, jersey, but
3: we'll make him wear to. the fact that that's his quarterback. No, that's right. Especially <laughs> if they put a C on the jersey. <laughs> I did love all the Jets players standing. Come on, what do I need to do to get Aaron Rodgers here? Like, if they were smart, they would have loaded that plane with Brees, Hall, and Garrett Wilson, and all these guys. Uh, Sauce Gardner that wanted part of it. And Johnson's not the guy that's going to be able to sell it. It's the young guys. Yeah, come on,
4: come be yeah. part of this squad. That's exactly correct. Yeah, I mean, that—that that is the big deal in sports now is like having your teammates or, or members of your team recruit the star players. I mean, that happened to a lesser amount when I was in the league. You know, I, my last year was 2014, but it had already began. Like coaches would put pressure on you like, hey, do you know this guy? You know, you ever play with this guy when you were in New England? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, You think you could text him and just tell him, like, how great we all are over here? (laughs) You know know what, though, Rich? It does say –
3: it's interesting, not that the Jets have a veteran-laden roster, Mm -hmm. but the narrative on Rodgers this year is he connected with no young guys at all. Yeah, Yeah, you've got these kids that want to do everything they can to try to put them in a Jets uniform. Just think it's a nice juxtaposition of narratives and trying to figure out what reality is behind what's being put out in the media.
4: Yeah, I'll tell you, I I don't buy a lot of it when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. I think that a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions at Rodgers for good reasons, right? Because he's said a lot of things that sure. really rub people the wrong way. And I, like we were discussing earlier with other topics, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But some of those opinions are not based in reality. And frankly, some of his opinions may not be, but... It's his own prerogative, and so is yours to decide whatever you want and feel whatever you want to feel. Aaron Rodgers, from everybody that I've spoken to, it's not like he's this huge drama queen in the locker room. Like, for the most part, guys really like him. There's a couple of guys who I guess have felt wronged by him on the other time of their playing career in Green Bay – but the majority, the chorus of people who may be lesser known offensive lineman types, you know, maybe some more of the role players around the locker room, they all felt like they were respected and treated well and that he was a good leader. I mean, that's those are the sort of things that I've heard. Um but yeah, you know, look, that's that's the that's the problem and and the solution of media. It sometimes it works in a great in great form to get wonderful stories out really quickly, and sometimes it does the opposite and I sometimes think sometimes you chase your tail. E- exactly yeah. and I think I think a lot of times that's the case with Aaron Rodgers.
3: Alright let's get to the progressive play of the day. Time for the progressive play of the day. Progressive making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE since we are back is the theme of the night you know where the play of the day is coming from
2: A basket here for sure seals it Shooter all the way, brought up, and hit tipped up and in. There it is. Second great night of a 30 20 a day. 30, 20. Friday, Toronto. This game is OPDR officially.
3: Billy Mack and Stu on Lakers TV. Davis, 11 of 17, 30 points, 22 boards. Wow. Rich, four players finishing with at least 17 points, including both Hachimura and Reeves off the bench. Davis put all those points and rebounds up even after he got punched in the face. Literally corrals a rebound and takes a shot to the face like he would watch in a Creed sparring session. And now the Lakers with a big victory.
4: My, my big question is, my big question is, does Anthony Davis take... Two games off, four games off, six games off, or eight games off on the other side of being punched in the nose if this was week two of the NBA regular season. I tell you what, if there was
3: <laughs> two months left, he's probably broken, or maybe broken. Uh, he did have the uh, cotton or whatever he was using to sop up the blood in there for quite a while. Uh, so, But yeah, I would say the over-under would have been set at two and a half. Yeah,
4: yeah that <laughs> sounds fair. I would have taken That's- the over.
3: Yeah, exactly. He's Rich Orenberger at Hornberger. Get up and listen to him tomorrow, 760, down in San Diego on the iHeartRadio app ticket, wherever you go. Find the podcast, of course, wherever you find your audio. I'm Mike Harmon. Jason Smith will be back tomorrow night. Thanks to Mark, Alex, Justin, and Ilo making it sound so pretty. It's time for Ben Maller on Fox Sports Radio.